So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I am super excited to get into today's content. We're talking about a really important subject, and you know, a lot of the studies are showing that we are probably the most stressed, anxious, and depressed people that have ever lived on the planet. Just think about that. I mean, think about some of the travesties that humanity has endured over the years, I mean, over centuries, over millennia. And to think that we are maybe some of the most depressed, anxious people ever is really just, that's a lot to take on, a lot to think about. Now, again, that statement, that's not like a a particularly quantifiable claim because we've only been doing these kinds of statistical measures for decades, you know, not even centuries. But I think it's fair to say, like, even for me, when I think about my overall anxiety, stress, and depression levels, I don't really experience a lot of depression, but anxiety and stress for sure, those levels are sky high compared to even, I would say, even a couple of years ago. And one of the things that we're hearing a lot in our deep clean community is guys struggling at night. So we've done tons of episodes on the nighttime. If you just do a search through our archive for the word night, you will find uh, we've talked about nighttime routine, what happens if you get weird dreams in the night. We talked about, um, what else have we talked about? You know, just uh, what happens if you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and your your mind is racing a little bit and maybe you're more prone to a slip because that seems to be when a lot of relapses happen. And I wanted to just do another subject on it. Um, we're broadening the scope a little bit, but the the general MO here is what to do when you're tired but wired. And I think this is happening to a lot of people, primarily at night, obviously. Um, and if you don't know what I mean, I'm, I'm describing the experience where physically and psychologically to some extent, you want to go to bed. You are ready for sleep or you're at least ready to wind down. But physiologically and neurologically, your brain and body are wired. They're still high strung. They're energized. They're active. They are not in let's go to bed mode. Here's what I will say about about this, um, this whole concept in general. We are playing a numbers game. If you catch yourself tired but wired once every couple of months, you have nothing to worry about. It it might happen on occasion. There's nothing to be concerned about if it happens on occasion. When it's happening a couple times a week, you're no longer winning the numbers game because that experience of being tired and wired is not something that your brain or body can manage long term. Eventually, your systems will start to break down. Usually it starts with hormones 
because when you're wired, um, it is usually an indicator of a distress signal or that you are just simply in an excitatory state. Either way, there's a release of neurotransmitters in the brain and hormones in your system that are going to signal distress and they're going to trigger certain responses in your body. Responses that um, were meant to sort of disappear after the threat has gone away. But when you're tired, you're not working anymore, and you're still wired, the threat is gone, but your brain is still responding as though it were there. So this is where we see high cortisol levels as an example. Cortisol is released in the body when you experience perceived distress. And cortisol is great because it's what kicks you in a high gear. It's what allows you to stay alert in, let's say, an intensive traffic moment while you're driving on the road. It can be really useful, but it's meant to go away. And if it doesn't, this is when people start to get out of shape. Uh, they start to become more irritable. Their emotional capacity is severely reduced and their productivity at work starts to suffer as well. So if you're in these tired but wired scenarios on a regular basis, you need to make some adjustments. You need to be able to find ways for your body to turn off. Now, as a starting point, okay, um, we've, talked, we've talked in the past about like the importance of breathing, nighttime routine, some of those things, and, and I might touch on those a little bit. But um, the first thing I want you to understand is that your body needs to be conditioned to turn off on a regular basis. Okay, here's what I mean. I am in a lot of entrepreneur circles, friends and colleagues who run businesses, are growing businesses, and we're helping each other out along the way. And one of the things that I observe in a lot of my peers in both regards is that they do not turn off well. What I mean by that is on the weekends, they are still checking email. They're still replying to work texts. They are spending their weekends dreaming about work stuff, solving work problems. That is not turning off well. These same friends will get up at four in the morning. They'll get their workouts in. They will do their deep work on their business. They will be in calls and meetings. And then in the evening, they will continue to work away and solve and fix problems and put out fires and send messages and check their texts and everything else. They do not turn off. Now, I want to be really clear. If you want to get up at four in the morning, you want to work till eight at night, that's actually no problem. Like I'm not, I'm not going to beat up on you for that. Your significant others might. Your kids might one day. So those are things to think about, your time allocation. But there's nothing wrong with working hard. And if you want to work more than your typical nine to five, more power to you. I mean, that's how Deep Clean Freaking got started. This thing, this thing wouldn't even exist if I was not getting up early before my nine to five and working in my free evenings. Just a reality. But it was never ever, ever, ever at the expense of my ability to turn off. What I mean is you must have points in the day where you turn off, where you are actually conditioning your brain to turn off. We do not talk about work at the dinner table. I do not check text messages until 12.30 p.m. It can be whatever you want it to be, but you have to get into that daily habit of turning off. If you don't, then why would your brain turn off when you go to bed at night? You didn't turn it off at all throughout the day, 
and you normally don't do it any other day of the week, so why would your brain suddenly need to turn off when you go to bed? Well, Sathya, if I work really hard and I'm super busy, then I'm going to be tired, so my brain should be ready to go to bed at night, even if I just do it at night. Isn't that enough? No, it's not. Our, our, our brains and our bodies are not meant to take on that degree of stress, not consistently without breaks. It's why they, the, the studies actually, some, some studies even show that you should be getting up. If you sit at a desk all day and work, you should be getting up, get this, every 12 minutes just to recalibrate your nervous system. Think about that. So th this is what science is recommending. That, that level of taking breaks, giving yourself and your brain space to just like letting the pressure out of a valve, you know, just to decompress a little bit. And the more regularly you are doing this throughout the day, number one, the more regulated you will be. You're not going to hit those level 12 stress markers. You're, you're going you're gonna to maybe get up there at certain times, but your overall stress level is going to be a lot lower. But number two, you have conditioned yourself. You've created a, a repeatable pattern of shutting off. So for me, the reason I don't struggle to sleep at night, even though sometimes um, I will find that my mind is racing a little bit, is because throughout the day, I have practices that enable my brain to shut off. So I don't actually check, I don't reply to messages on my phone until 5 p.m. Okay, I wake up at 5.45 in the morning. So I am awake for almost 12 hours before I reply to a single text message. Just think about that. Think about what that, the signal that tells my brain. Now, I do use my, I use my phone to listen to music during my, my Devo times, which happen at 5.45 a.m. when I wake up. I use my phone to track my workouts when I go to the gym, which is about four times a week. So I'm using my phone and I, I will receive phone calls, although I don't have notifications on my phone. So again, that's why I, I don't check messages and whatever else. And my phone's usually in do not disturb mode, but certain people can get through and the other people I call back when I want. So it's just a practice that just lets my brain and my body know I'm in control here. And don't worry, we can turn this stuff off when we need to. I don't bring my phone into my bedroom. Now, there is an exception right now. As I'm recording, my bedroom is also my office. So my phone's been in here. It's not in here right now, but I do bring it in from time to time. Otherwise, it charges outside. Um, when I work out, I am doing my best to, uh, usually I put on a podcast, something that's helping me grow, develop, but I do my best to not think about business. I'm not perfect in this area, but I set aside about two hours every day for my workouts. So that's two hours a day where I'm at least not checking email. I'm not on my computer. I'm not like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm removed from it a little bit. So I'm at least turned off a bit. From five to seven every day, I am off. I am watching episodes of Seinfeld. I am eating dinner. I'm spending time with my wife. And then I start working again at seven if I need to. So again, as you can see, some days I guys, some days I get up at 5:45 in the morning and I don't start winding down until 10 p.m. at night. But when you have been turning off throughout the day, then turning off at 10 p.m. is not that hard either. I've been doing it all day. So if you find yourself caught in these situations where you're tired but wired, it might actually be that you're not turning off earlier in the day. You're not giving yourself these gaps. They could be really short gaps. You don't have to follow my example to a T, 
but I'm just giving you some things to think about on what this might look like and how you might walk it out. So think it through. What might it look like for you to create breaks and and structured pauses in your day so that when you reach night, you're good to go? Now, I did mention a couple things like a nighttime routine goes a long way. We have an episode about that. Just do a search for it. You'll find it. Um, I'll actually put a link in the show notes for that. Um, Another thing that you can think about that we haven't talked about yet is lighting. Okay, lighting is actually a really big deal. So your brain needs to secrete and produce melatonin. Melatonin um, signals sleep and it also engages sleep or puts you into sleep cycles. A couple things about melatonin. Number one is you can take it artificially. Naturally, it's always going to be better. And the way you control melatonin secretion naturally is by controlling light exposure. If you're going to be on a screen uh, late at night, I would say two hours before you go to bed, you should have some blue blocker glasses. So there's, there's clear ones that are like blue blockers, but they look like normal glasses. Or you can get the really good ones, which are actually orange tinted. But either way, that's going to dramatically help uh, your eyes, actually. But it's also going to affect melatonin secretion. Because if it's just normal light, your brain perceives that as sunlight. It thinks we're still awake. And it does not think about sleep mode. So that's a really important one. Blue light glasses. Blue blocker glasses. Really, really helpful. Another one. Another thing to think about is just the lighting in the room. So maybe you need to put on a lamp and turn off the main lights. Maybe you need to use some candles. Um, doing this again at the one to two hour mark before you go to bed, a very good way to signal to your brain and your body, hey, the day is ending. Let's get some melatonin pump in here and get ready for a kick ass sleep. And the last thing you can do in this arena that we haven't really discussed is you can take artificial mel- melatonin. Now, if you do, I believe the measure that you need is about half to one milligram. Okay, most supplements come with five or 10 milligrams. And that's a huge problem. Because what it does is it creates number one, too much melatonin. And that's why it kind of knocks you out. But one of two things are going to happen, either you're going to wake up and you're going to feel groggy, like almost hung over and kind of discombobulated. That's because you gave your body way too much melatonin. Or two, you're going to wake up in the middle of the night wired again. So you just want a very tiny amount to facilitate the sort of decompressing, unwinding phase of your physiological system. And then you want the natural systems to take over. And that way you'll sleep through the night and you'll wake up feeling like you had a normal rest and not like you got hit by a ton of bricks. So that's everything for today, guys. I hope this gives you some thoughts about uh, what you can do if you're feeling tired and wired. Just these are some things I don't hear people talking about a lot. So I thought I'd come at it from a different angle. I hope it helps you though. I want to see you sleep well, because if you sleep well, you're going to have better days, you're going to make better decisions, and you're going to be a better person. And I can pretty much guarantee your loved ones will attest to that. Anyway, much love to you guys. Thank you very much for listening. I wish you an incredible day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast, 
and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.